0: Well, what is going on? So you're probably sitting there asking yourself, looking at this, going blind spot. What exactly is that, right? Because it can mean a lot of different things in in many different ways to many different people. And that's exactly what we're going to get into today, specifically talking about mental and emotional blind spots. Why they're so important, what they look like, and how we can get in there and kind of unpack maybe what's there that's hidden or unseen. that might be impacting your life changing your behaviors, and maybe some of the decisions you make every day that you're unaware of why you're making the decisions and choices as you are, because what's driving it is actually hidden in a blind spot. So stick around. Let's get into it. Bridget, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great.
0: How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic today. And this is going to be interesting because blind spots is something that, you know, people hear and we always use the analogy of if you're driving a car and what, you always be careful, double check, see what's in your blind spot. So you don't run into something because it's kind of in a space where using the mirrors, unless you're extra careful, you really can't see it. Right. So what we're talking about today is similar, but different because these are things that are hidden more from the standpoint of complete unawareness, right? And that's what we really want to get into and talk a little bit about today. So if someone were to ask you, Bridget, what's a blind spot? What would be your explanation? How would you describe that to them?
1: Well, I, for me, I believe that a blind spot would be like a personality trait. And we talked about like a behavior that is hidden. Like you don't, you didn't really know you had until it was uh, until you're confronted with it, until Mm -hmm. someone told you about it, until someone talked to you about it. So something that's hidden in your view or just the type of person that you are that you really don't know about.
0: Okay. And 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 that's a fair description. Another word I'm going to tie into this is biases because like it or not, we have certain biases that drive a lot of the different things that we do. Sometimes the biases that we have They're so deep-rooted and and part of who we are that we don't even realize that they are impacting and driving some of the decisions that we make. So those biases can also be hidden in some of those blind spots. And again, it's all about self-awareness, right? And understanding why you do what you do, why maybe you get in certain situations and you react or overreact, underreact, don't react, uh, and, and what's behind those different things. So is it truly just personality? And you know, Bridget, you and I were just talking about that, or is it more your behaviors? Because one of the things I think that's a key concept to look at, and, we, and we've talked about this in, in many of our other episodes, is things are gonna happen in life. What you have control of is how you react to it. That's yeah. what, you can't stop the thing from happening, but how you respond, how you react to it, that's what you have control over. But if you are reacting from a place that you're completely blind to what's driving it, that can be a problem. And that's really what we wanted to share today. So how about we get into talking about some of the different types of things that could be in a blind spot and then some ways toward the end of the video. So please stick around. That'll show you how to unlock, unpack and maybe make better decisions, better choices, better manage how you react to these things when they do happen in your life.
1: And so when I came up, well, when I started thinking about your blind spot spot and the things that would, could potentially be a blind spot for you, you and I talked about would you agree to be a blind spot, would you, would you disagree to be a blind spot? The first thing I came up with is going at, at something alone going at it alone, when you do things on your own, when you without asking others for their input, without asking others for help, and um, when you don't accept help very easily. There are a lot of us that have a hard time accepting help or asking for help. And when you feel like you need to get things done on your own, like if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Or if I don't do it the way I need to do it, it's not going to do, get done correctly. So to me, that is a blind spot. Um, for me, it could be a blind spot. Because it can hinder your, your success or your progression if you're always trying to do it alone or if you never ask for help or you don't accept help. It can hinder you. So that's why I count it counted it as a blind spot.
0: Yeah, I, and I absolutely agree with that uh, because it can. And, you know, it's funny Um we kind of shared some notes before we talked about this and there's you know going in alone and as i'm reading through the bullet points i go yep that's me yep that's me yep that's me uh and and going so a lot of the characteristics and traits that it described as part of that i think definitely fit me and my personality but the flip side of that is I personally don't see it as a blind spot. And that's one of the things that, you know, I wanted to, to kind of put out there. So let me run through some of some of the traits as you just talked about. Uh, not asking for help, uh, not accepting help, even when it's offered, uh, you know, talking about different things that, you know, that not talking about different things that you're under stress about, things that are happening in your life and not, not sharing it, just holding it so closely. And then, uh, you know, not including others in decisions, whether big or small, right? You're you're not valuing their opinion, not not seeking their input, and then uh, feeling like you just need to go it alone. You know what? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to carry this on my broad shoulders, whatever it might be. And that's the stance that you take as you go through life. So I looked at that and I said, Wow, well, that's pretty much me. Uh, it, and, I, and as I said, I don't really see that as a quote unquote blind spot because I'm aware of it. But how about you explain more of why you feel that really is a blind spot?
1: And like you say, you're aware of it. So you don't consider it a blind spot because you see it. But it also could be a blind spot because it's hindering you. You don't see that the, the um, outcome of what could possibly happen. You don't see that it can lack growth or lack pro- progressions because you decide, okay, I'm not gonna ask for help. You could have gotten farther along if it had you ask for help. Or had you accepted help? You you know had you had built a team instead of trying to do it on your own? Maybe you have you would have progressed whatever the goal, whatever the the project, it would have progressed or it could, you could have succeeded at that because you had a team um, built into it. Um, and sometimes when people just don't want to, they feel like if they don't have do it, it won't get it won't it's not going to happen or it's not going to happen right or it's not. And to me, that is that is. Um, A thought process where if I don't do it, it's not gonna happen correctly because nobody else knows how to do it, but I do the way I do it.
0: Mm, Okay. So uh would you say that there is some perfectionism maybe tied to that in some ways? Absolutely. Would you say there is some control tied to that?
1: Absolutely. It's definitely control tied to it. Um and and Uh, Perfectionism as well, but definitely control. If I don't, if I, if it doesn't, if I don't get done the way I do it, it's not going to be right. I know it's not going to be right. And some people go as far as, okay, I'm going to try it, but I know it's not going to be right. I'm going to let them help me, but I know it's not going to be the way I I I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we go at it alone, and that's when that's our blind spot because then we hinder what could very well be something great. Because and then and then we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, a lot of stress on ourselves to do something that we could probably do with someone else even greater.
0: Agreed. So one of the things that we just finished as far as our series goes, we were talking about, you know, transformation through transparency, truth and trust. So the last piece of what I was going to bring in there is there's a a trust element of it as well. right. Because if you were going to delegate it out and let someone else manage or do. Then you also have to have confidence or trust that it's age is going to get done, not necessarily a level of satisfaction, but just the fact that it will get done, right? So, I think that also ties into it.
1: So, so I, I, would, question. I, I have a question for you then. So, if sure. you feel like that's fine going at it alone is fine for you, you don't think that's a blind spot, but that mean that you lack trust in others?
0: it could yes absolutely i actually could mean that Uh, especially based in the our definition of what we the conversation we're having today talking about blind spots and and how that can definitely lead to especially as you described it the the long-term ramifications of it so Mm -hmm. even though you may be aware of it real time in the moment what can was really going to happen out of that scenario out of that situation uh if you stay in that space of I'm going to handle it. I'm going to manage it. I'm going to do this all on my own. Uh, And so there are consequences that obviously come along with that. And so for me to say, yes, is trust part of it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, To say, is there some perfectionism pieces to it? Yeah, probably so. Control? Don't know that one. I don't know if that's a driver for me, but definitely those other two for sure
1: and I can even dive deeper, um, not asking for help. They can all, that's can all um, all, um, also play a component in, from, they can always, um, oh, let see what I'm trying to say. They can all also have something to do with a uh, fear, a rejection.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's, a, that's a great point that you bring up. Uh, because like you said, when you're talking about fear and rejection from that standpoint, right. Um, and it, it, there's also a judgment piece. And that's, that's the last part I wanted to throw out because depending on the situation or the scenario, what it is you're asking help for or sharing, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you may not want to do it, share it, put it out there because mm-hmm. of the quote unquote judgment that's mm-hmm. gonna come back at you, mm-hmm. right? So that, that there's, there's that piece of it as well. So uh, all valid points and all valid reasons I think the the biggest catch or thing to to look at is a are you aware of these things, and then b if you are or are not aware, uh, how are they impacting your daily choices and the daily daily decisions that you make, uh, right. your, the relationships that you have with others in your life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: And the the long like you said the long term ramification of it as well. Yeah, it how is really- that benefiting? How is that benefiting you long term?
0: Yep. I agree. I agree. So moving to the next one, uh, which we uh, we talked a little bit about, Bridget, why don't you share what the uh, the next area that can really be a, uh, kind of a detriment to you from blind spot standpoint?
1: And you and I both agreed on this: is having it, and I know it, I know attitude. Um, and I, and you know, when you think you always have the right answer, and those who disagree with you are wrong, you're the right person, and and, and I'm wrong, uh, and. This comes in conversations like if you try to tell someone, you know, well, maybe if you try this, I know, you know, even with our kids, and we can go as, 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 you know, I know. know. Um, If you try to tell your business partner, I know, I know, but let me, you know, I know before they even hear the whole idea, the whole concept. I'm just having that I know attitude um, that you, everything the way you think is right and what what they think is wrong, basically. So you don't listen to others. you 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 go on one track, one way. You devalue others' ideas. You know mm-hmm. their ideas what matters. You argue with anyone who disagrees with you because right. you know, um, and you and you refuse refuse to explore other options. And you make a, assumptions of other people's intent when they try to help. Like they're trying to just they're trying to destroy you. Or mm-hmm. they, you know, they just don't like your ideas, and they're just trying to come up with something else for their own benefit. Um, so having that I know attitude can definitely be a blind spot, and I mean we know long term that can have a negative effect on any type of relationship, whether it be yeah. personal or business.
0: Yeah, I agree. And uh, a note I made on that was uh, it leads to a singular point of view, right? And um, you know it, that could be. In your life, in, in your in your work, uh, in many different areas, when you do use that approach where, you know, I have that I know it attitude. Uh, and, and it can be a, a huge problem, especially when trying to problem solve, come up with mm-hmm. different ways to do things. Because if you're always going at it and, and seeing it the exact same way, there could be better ways. There could be easier ways, uh, many different things. But if you just immediately go, nope, I got it. You know, then, and that that can be a, a big problem for it.
1: What I've learned, and, and this is me personally, what I've learned is that it's always gonna, you know, it's gonna always be a better way. You're gonna mm-hmm. someone, you need someone to give you that. Um, okay, well, how, how why don't you look at it this way? And we always need someone to give us that. Why don't you look at it this way? Even though we want to stand firm on our idea, we may not change our minds, Mm -hmm. but we ought to be able to uh, consider other options, other ideas as well, even in personal relationships. Um, you know how you how you're what you're thinking and how you want it to be. So you can't. It's not always going to be the way you want it all the time. Especially in a relationship, it has to go two ways. So you have to consider the other person's feelings and what the other person thoughts and, and their ideas as well. In business as well, and in a work environment as well, um, mm-hmm. in any type of relationship. So you cannot go around with that. I know. Um, you know. I know. And what I'm going to do and what I say and I I I I. I. Um, it's not going to work. And it definitely is a blind spot. It definitely is a blind spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, it's so funny. That's that whole, there, there's no I in team. <laughs> was, yeah, but there's a me. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Some
0: people still that's, try that's to me. get around that, right? It, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, and it's,
1: it's really hard to, because especially when you have made your mind up that this is what you want to do. Um, you, and It's a fine line between, I know, this is what I know, and this is what I, I plan. Because <laughs> If you have something planned, you're you setting goals in place. Um, and and if someone comes along and want to give you some other ideas, you've already had something in place. It's hard to consider something else. Right. So it is a fine line. But consider other people's ideas and, and, and at least listening to it. Instead of saying, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I already got it planned. I already know. Um, at least listening to it.
0: So as we talk these things through, uh, talking about blind spots, and you probably, a lot of people right now, you know, have been tracking with us for the last few minutes, probably saying, well, I'm hearing these behaviors, you know, and and, and different things like that. So how this is all going to tie together is really going to be in the back end of this. So I'm going to put it out there now, and then we'll share more when we get to the end of the, of the session here today. But the blind spot piece of it is actually... We're talking about the behaviors that are resulting from Mm -hmm. what's in the blind spot. So -hmm. that's what we need to try to figure out, right? Because if you are going it alone, if you're not asking for help, if you are, I know, I know, I know, there's something that's the root of why you're doing that particular behavior. And if that's what you're unaware of and not understanding what's driving those behaviors, those attitudes, that is what's the blind spots all about. So that's, that's the goal is to try to get to that point of it. Right.
1: Absolutely. That is what's hidden. That, that is what's hitting. Yeah. What is the root? That's what's hitting. Not exactly what you're doing, but what is the, what is hidden? What is the reason why you would rather go to edit along? What is the reason why you know everything that no one else knows knows anything, you know, you know, I have this, I have this, I don't want to share this. I don't want you to know this. I don't want to accept your ideas. What is the root of that? And, and we talked about trust and we talked about self-awareness. And so you really have to start digging, um, deep um, like in inward to figure out why those things are. Cause it's about, it's a, it's an inside job. It's not about what other people are doing or what other people are saying. So I definitely agree with that definitely agree
0: with that for sure. So let's continue, because as I said, now, as we get toward the end of this, we're going to start giving we're going to give some information about truly identifying what's what maybe is causing that pain or whatever, however term you want to use that's in that blind spot. You know, mm-hmm. and then so you can start to unpack that and then hopefully that'll lead to uh, different choices, being more open, being more flexible about so many behaviors. That are caused by those different things so next one on the list Bridget how about you dive into that for us
1: this one is very thought-provoking um it is truly a, a stop sign it's truly a blind spot avoiding difficult conversations you avoid conflict you avoid stressful situations um, you don't raise concern or issues about other people's behaviors when they treat you, when they've done something wrong to you, or they treat you wrongly, or they behave a certain way uh, towards you, or they've done something wrong to you. You don't, you don't raise concern. You let it. You, you're really complacent. You let them go. You let that go, and then let that go, and then let that go. You avoid talking about negative situations or having those hard conversations. Are um, you soften tough messages and not talk about the real concerns, like you kind of, uh, what they call it, kind of sugarcoat um, conversations, um, hard conversations instead of going straight, you know, straight to it, mm-hmm. uh, what we really need to talk about. And so that's a blind spot as well, avoiding yeah. those difficult conversations.
0: Yeah. So I want to ju- definitely jump because this is one of the big ones that we, we we both agree. This is another one that carries a lot of weight, uh, and especially the part about you know softening the message, um, because that plays out in two different ways. And again, we're talking about the behavior that happens from these things. And the blind spot is the trigger, but now you have the behavior that's behind it. And the key is when we're talking about things like softening the message, you say half of what you mean, or half of what the intent is, or half of what you're really feeling, but you won't share the other half with the anticipation or expectation that the other person can connect the dots, right? I'm going to give them this much, and then they should intuitively be able to figure out C and D. You've given them A and B, but now they have to on their own figure out
1: Mm -hmm. C and
0: D. And when that doesn't happen then what dynamic does that bring into the, to the relationship? Right. Right. And that, that drama and miscommunication and trust. And then you start having all of these, these moments where uh, there's this resentment that's happening and, and just all kinds of things are going on. Right. Versus taking the hit, as they say, the blue pill, the red pill, take the one that's the right (laughs) one for you, step up (laughs) and, you know, uh say what you really mean say what you're really feeling and mm-hmm. the key is i think to share that from a place of when this happens or when this happens here's what i need or here's what i feel right uh, that's not judging the other person that's expressing the need and the feeling that you have which you're 100 percent entitled to right? right so i think that's the key and so this is a big one for all of it, because I think of of most of, the, of what we have on our list, long term, the seething things that can start to happen behind the scene. And there's boiling and boiling and boiling in it at some point. And you're like, wow, how did we get well, here? Yeah, like, we
1: well, yeah, talked yeah.
0: about it 20 times, kind of.
1: You kind right. of talk about it. And right. and that's why communication is key. And I know that's cliche, but it's true. And a lot of I, and just me talking to women and just in my group, my circle, my group of friends or my circle of friends. A lot of people avoid difficult com- conversations because they don't know how the other person will respond or they do know how the other person will respond. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to avoid some of those um, uh, conversations where that person is going to explode or he's, they're going to take it the wrong way. And so, so um, intentional com- communication then comes into play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then there's no assumption. I'm telling you exactly when, when you do this, this is how I feel when this happens, this is what how I feel when, when I, when you say this, this is how it makes me feel. So there's no assumption. There's no gray area. You know, there's no connecting dots. You know, you just, you just have those hard conversations. Like you say, pick the pill, you know, take the hit because at that point you have laid it all out there. And so then it's no longer your responsibility. You've already you've already covered your responsibility now you put in the hands of the other person that you're communicating with and so a lot of people are are, have the fear of how that other person or that business partner that relationship or that family member how they're going to respond and so they want to avoid that because then so it's already a conflict so then if I say something that's going to be a bigger conflict because I said something and that's when you start to try to Think about how, what kind of communication you have in that relationship, because that's going to be important if, you can, if you're not open to, if you're not free to to discuss or to say how, what something makes you feel, then that's something you need to think about in terms of that relationship.
0: Absolutely. So let me ask a question in that, in that situation specifically, uh, we do get caught up in that uh, not wanting to experience the backlash or their reactions to whatever might go on, negatively or positively. Sometimes it it, it really depends. Mm -hmm. The key, though, and my question is this, what actual control do you have over how they respond or how they react?
1: We have none.
0: You have none. Right. So technically, yes, you have this fear, but you really have nothing to lose because no matter how they respond to it, you don't control their reaction at all. All you can do is express what it is that you're feeling and thinking in that particular situation. And that's obviously something that's of value to you. So you're really just standing up for self. And again, something that you're absolutely entitled to. Right. Right. And that, that it's a key part of, the, of I think, communicating. And the most important part to remember is you are, you know, processing your mind. They're going to overreact. They're going to do this. And they're going to do that. But however they react, you don't have any control over any parts of that anyway. So it's probably better that you just stand up and speak and say what's, what's on your mind and heart and and take it from there. Right.
1: Right, and I I always say, and I tell my my mentees as well, when you're having those kind of hard conversations, and when someone's having a hard conversation with you, you have to listen, and then take some time to let it, you know, to let it sit for a minute, let it sit for a minute. Um, even before you have that conversation, you might need to let, need to let it sit for a minute. And in in terms of responsibility, once you have and it can be something you're concerned about that has nothing to do with you. It can have something to do with the other party that mm-hmm. you are you may have some concern about the other party that you want to, you know, discuss. And so let it sit for a minute and ask them to let it sit for a minute. Once I talk to you about this, can we just let it sit for a minute mm-hmm. before you respond?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. It is fair. I think that's the, the thing. And we, we've talked about that in a previous session about, um, you know, listening, right? And then part of listening is to truly understand, not just to respond, but to actually understand. And that's what we shared in this session that we talked about on uh, good listening skills. Uh, So that's the key component. Now, as the person that's receiving, you are correct. It's okay not to necessarily respond or feel pressured to respond in that moment. If you need to really take it in, digest it and go, you know what, can I get a minute or... It. And might that upset the other person because they're not getting the immediate feedback that they think they want to deserve? It could, but it's better to do that, I think, mm-hmm. than to respond in a way that's truly not what you think or feel because you haven't had a chance to actually process your way through it. So asking, you know, give me some time or can I get back to you tomorrow or whatever it might be, if, if you need that time to think. As for that time to think, because I think that's the respectful thing to do uh, from both sides. But again, that does take work in any relationship to have establish that understanding about how you communicate and what the rules of communication are.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely, and even to truth be told, I I was not a person that. That took that that time to sit with it you know i just you know you talk to me i'm i'm ready to shoot back you right. know um i'm talking to you i'm i'm, I'm expecting already what you're going to say and i had to become self-aware first and learn my communication style and if it was going to if it with the other person i'm communicating with and and kind of know how that's going to go so i have to ask for time and if i knew i couldn't ask for time then i'd say this hey I'm at work, let me get right back with you. You know, I'm doing this, let me get right back at, cause then, you know, that you can't argue with that. Um, you gotta give me some time, you right. know, and so, and, and so I guess I'm giving my secrets away, but you know, just <laughs> <Nobody's> <laughs> but, <listening. laughs> give me, you know, give me some time, you know, get, let me, I'm at work let me, let me get back with you or I'm doing this. Let me get back with you. So then I can sit with it for a moment. Nine out of 10 times, if you're responding right after, it's not going to be what you really think. It's Most of the time, it's going to be what you are feeling at that time, those emotions that you're feeling right in there. the
0: moment. Right. 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 It's and we all know that, that you that's
1: really, what you're thinking. Right. And it's we all know that
0: sometimes those emotions are reactive, not necessarily true. Right. True.
1: Absolutely. So the blind spot, as we said, was avoiding those difficult conversations because really you're doing yourself a disservice. Right. Um, is like he said, you're building that resentment. You're boiling on the inside, you know, and in whatever the situation may be, if it's personal or work related, you know, you're sitting there and you're having all these feelings, and you're boiling. And the other person, or other they don't even know that you're feeling this way, yep. because you you're, uh, but you assume. That they know because you made some little comments here and there. So you're assuming that they know what you're talking about. So yeah. you have to, like he said, you know, take the hit. Don't try to soften it and um, talk about the real, the real thing, that the real thing be the real thing.
0: Yeah. And then uh, we'll move on to the next thing here. And I, I'll take this one because this is a pet peeve of mine that other people do that absolutely drives me crazy. And that is uh, blaming others or, or other circumstances for, you know, what's going on? Avoiding taking the accountability. And again, another big word that we've shared and talked quite extensively about in the past, Bridget, about the accountability piece of, of different things. Uh, you know, trying to shift the blame always, you know, and different things happen. And it's like you're always looking for a reason as to why it went wrong, even before it goes wrong, right? Something is about to happen whatever it is, right? And we're going to go on a road trip. Uh, we're going to run our gas, we're going to have a flat, and then <laughs> things in the universe. But you already in your mind have started to formulate this list of, if we have a flat tire, I'm blaming Midas because the last time they changed the tire, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's so funny because you are actually pre-planning these things, which is the craziest part about it, right? Because And, it, and anytime you get in that situation, it's always, yeah, but. You know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, you know, because you, you, you're you trying to deflect and push that blame or responsibility to other places. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a key one for me because when I deal with those types of personalities and behaviors, you know, it's like the Teflon. Nothing sticks to them. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me because I am not accountable for it. Uh, and I think that's a big problem that we can get into when we talk about um blind spots and what's causing them to respond that way.
1: Right. It can even be something for me. If someone says, ask me, um, can you do something or do you want to do something? But if you don't want to, I understand in the same sentence, or if you can't, I understand. And so my thought process, it used to be me defending that with, Yeah, I can do it. Or no, well, you know, yeah, I can do it. I've never even went to that second part of that sentence. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I can do it. Or no, I can't do it. Or yeah, or yeah, I want to do it. But I never went into, why would you say you under, why would you say if, can you do something, but if you cannot understand, why would you already assume that I can't? And why would you understand Well, I can't, and you don't even know the reason why. So you have already said, I'm going to ask you to do something. I assume you're not going to say, you're going to say no. And I'm going to say, I understand if you say no.
0: Right, right.
1: I had to pick that apart for, it took me a while, you know, and I had to, I kind of had to become self-aware and talk and think about how people talk to me um, and what things, what people say to me and how I respond to what people say to me and how it was affecting me. Not mm-hmm. that I'm a victim, I'm just saying how, what I was responding to basically, mm-hmm. not you know, what I was responding to and that's on me, right? So mm-hmm. I had to think about how, what I was responding to. And so some some citizens came into play, but that was one of them. Can you do this if you can't understand? Well, can Mm -hmm. you wait till I tell you if I can do it first and then why? And then you tell me if you understand because Mm -hmm. I haven't given you a yes or no answer or the reason why I can or cannot for you to understand. It's almost like an assumption that it's almost like, you know, putting it on on me now. I ask you to do something. You say no. Now it's on you. Okay, but I understand how did I get to be the, you know, the bad person in this? Um, So that's a blind spot, you know, take accountability. Another, another way um, is if I tell you, like we had the conversation when you do this, this makes me feel, we had this conversation in another session. Okay. Well, when you do this, it makes me feel this way. So we can go on on, all night long, all day long. about Yeah. Yeah. Tip for tat, but let's address what I said, and then I'll address what you said, and then you address what I, this is communication. It goes like a tennis court. It's like this, and then it goes back, and then go back. But you can't say, "Well, well, you did this. Well, you did this. Well, you did this." So if it's an issue, right then, let's talk about the issue right then. Let's take accountability if whether it be Mia or someone else. Let's. Who is who who was accountable for that particular situation? Right. And let's talk about that. Not okay. shift the blame on somebody else. Well, yeah, but you know, the last time we did this, you did this. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and so that what's the mindset? You know, that's a blind spot, but what's the mindset? What what causes you to think on that level that okay, um, turn it around to somebody else and not accept or be, yeah, but I want to do it, yeah. I want to do it, but yeah. But if I do, it's, you know, they're not gonna like it. Or I want to do this, but yeah, I know people not gonna, you know, people, whoever they yes. are, the um, committee
0: of day, as I call the it. Yeah.
1: whoever the committee is, um, are complaining about, you know, if they do this because that's what they do. They and so um, that is definitely a blind spot, and that hinders yeah.
0: anything. Uh, one one thing that people do all the time too, and I guess it's part of softening what they're asking for or whatever. And they always say, if it's not too much trouble, can you X, Y, and Z? it's like, what's the, if it's not too much trouble piece of that? Why, is, why does that even need to be tied to the beginning of what you're asking me to do? Right? So anyway, it, it, that goes I about always want to know thing.
1: why people say, if you can't, I understand. Because I've never said, if you can't, I understand at the end of me asking someone to do something- Because Mm -hmm. I never want to put in their head that I feel like they can't do it. Um, To me, that's saying you already feel like I'm not going to do it. So then I start to question, why would you say that? Um, So I have forgotten about the favor now or the question (laughs) now. I just want to know why you don't think I would do it. And then why would you say you understand? So um, it's just a communication. Like we said, it's just a way to communicate. So blaming others or the circumstances of something that you may have to take accountability for. For because it was your, you were accountable for that. Um, it is a blind spot. And it can't call. It, it can hinder you in relationships. It can hinder you in the workplace. Um, it can hinder you itself, um, in self in goals that you have for yourself.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, blaming, you know, blaming others. I didn't do it because they, you know, I didn't couldn't, couldn't accomplish that because they. Um, we didn't get it started like we wanted. I didn't get it started like I wanted to because they didn't, you know, always blaming someone else for something that you or accountable for.
0: Absolutely correct. All right. So let's move on to the last one on the list here.
1: Tolerating good enough. um, When you settle, when you don't, when you don't push for what you really desire or for what you deserve, Um, you stay inside your comfort zone. I'm out of the box, everything Um, or being afraid of any signs of growth. That's a tender tender spot that's a tender blind spot for some mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of what their environment you know how they were raised mm-hmm. um just what they have in front of them every day um and what they've always known some people just that's just how this is this is what they've always known so they don't know about the good enough life uh, i oh, mean yeah. they all they know is a good enough life yep. they don't they always you know they never want to push for what they really desire and deserve. And they just decide, well, this may be it and just settle.
0: 100%. And I'm with you. Uh, you know, good enough is, you know, that's counter to <laughs> my other part or problem at the beginning, which was the perfectionist piece. It's <laughs> never good enough. Damn it. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs>
1: right. For so, you, it is never
0: good enough. So I uh, always pushing forward, but, uh, you know, it, The key to that, though, is what's driving that. And that's what we need to loop back to now from a blind spot standpoint. So we've talked about all these various behaviors and how they can impact your life and change your world and all these different things. But what are the drivers? You know, what is it within you that either you are maybe aware of or that you're unaware of that's causing these types of behaviors? And I think that's the key component. Uh, What are some of your thoughts on that, Bridget?
1: I Like I said, I agree. I feel like a lot of it has to do with fear. Mm-hmm. Fear of the unknown, fear of the known. Um, the, the trust plays a very important uh, important part in it. Um, trusting yourself, trusting others. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then just the way you were um, raised or the environment that you were raised in, in terms of of tolerating good enough and settling. Um, and don't get me wrong. It's very you can't you should be content, um, but always pushing for what you really want and what you really deserve and what you definitely what you really desire and coming out your comfort zone. And some people are good in their comfort zone and that's fine. But if you have a desire to do more, you, you need to push for that. I just think it has a lot to do with being self-aware, know, knowing your uh your fears Knowing your boundaries, being able to set those, and um, exploring um, the trust that you have in yourself and others, and and I like that word "explore" because mm-hmm. it gives you some time. You know, when you explore, you don't just do it that day and then you're done. It gives you some time to look into why you. Um, have that attitude where you're blaming others, why you have the attitude like that you would rather do it alone and you don't want anybody else to help you or you think you know everything and you you don't need anybody else's opinion. Um, It gives you time to explore those things um, and why you react in such a way.
0: Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I absolutely agree with that hundred percent. And, you know, and a lot of what you just described actually kind of ties back to all of the behaviors and all of the different categories that we've shared today because a lot of it is driven out of uh, past experience right Mm -hmm. so something that happened to you and it could have been at any stage in life and that's one of the unfortunate parts about it is some of these things could be so deep-rooted they could go back to childhood experiences and Mm -hmm. different things like that as to know why you react and 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 the ways that you react and you know some of those things can can leave scars and we all know that that's true um what we are here to do and what we want to share and our experiences and and everything else um is to help to start to work your way past and get beyond those things and again is it easy no i mean most times it it takes a lot of courage uh and, and to be able to do that but the, the the key component is to start to look at it from the standpoint of, of of you are worthy, right? You are worthy. You are worth the effort that it takes to start to move yourself in that direction, one step at a time. You know, and, and that's really that's really all that you can do as you as you move forward. Um, pick up good books, good knowledge. Watch videos like what we share here that give great information about how to start to. Heal, self-identify, becomes more self-aware of the different things and that either hinder or stop you. Or, and this is, the, I think, the, the the last one that I really want to talk about when we talk about blind spot things is obviously the first thought is it's hindering you or it's stopping you from doing something. But a lot of them are also triggers, and that's the big one we don't realize is we get triggered and then we. Act out of that spot of being triggered to make a bad choice, or do the wrong thing, or take the wrong step, make the wrong move, whatever it might be, um, because someone hit one of our triggers, and we don't take the time to digest and to get a better feel and understanding for a what the trigger is, what what may cause it, and then b what is the cause of the trigger in the first place? You know, is it past experience. Uh, Whatever else it might be, because all of those things you can work on and and change, it takes work, it takes time. Right. Step one of one is to become aware of it and what the uh, consequences of that particular behavior are. I think that's that's a big key part of it.
1: Absolutely. Explore those, explore those, um, behaviors and why those are, and we are the sum of our, all, all of our life experiences. Um, and so, um, like you said, it could be from childhood. It could be from something just recently that happened or it's definitely when we talk about fear, um, and trust definitely in relationships. And so I, I agree with you, you know, to, uh, to explore those those behaviors and where they are coming from, and when we first started talking about blind spot, my first my first um, thought was a car mm-hmm. in, in your blind spot, right? Mm-hmm. You can't see you can't see it, right? Because until you try to get over, and then you know somebody's blowing, and you're like, "What? I didn't. What was? I didn't see him. I didn't mm-hmm. see him." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are the those are the uh, behaviors that we're talking about. They're they're preventing you from moving the direction that you want to move. You just don't know it because you can't see it.
0: Because you can't see it.
1: You can't see it. And so um you have to um so that's that's what that was my first thought when I talked when I thought about blind spots. So yep. I like this. I like this. Um I do I know that you said you had two that you ha- um, didn't think were blind spots. Um And when I went through them, I actually had one that I just felt like was so necessary for me, and that was um, avoiding the difficult conversations because I had that for a long time. I had a hard time um, having hard conversations with anybody because I was always concerned about their response or what they would say or what they wouldn't say. Um, And I had already had the assumptions in my head how they were gonna what they were gonna say before you know before i even talked to them about it so that one was a big big one for me
0: so i do want to shift gears just a little bit because uh, we i don't want to leave the impression that all blind spots are bad things and sometimes you know they can actually have some positive things if you manage them properly so mm-hmm. let me add this before we wrap up for today um especially when we talk this is probably more of uh, leadership those scenarios, work scenarios, things like that. But obviously, we all have strengths. We all have weaknesses that are just naturally things that we have. You know, some are better at English, some are better at math, and on and on and on and on. You know, introverts, extroverts, et cetera, et cetera, right? Understanding those things and maybe, you know, working to get better at some of those things is obviously a good thing to do. But it's not something you always have to do. So some of these things that may be in your blind spot that may be quote unquote a weakness, the smarter thing to do might be to find a partner, have a coworker, have a uh, someone who works with you, whatever else it might be, who their strength is what your weakness or blind spot is. And that way when you put yourselves back to back, you've got a 360 degree view now because there really isn't a blind spot because that person's strength is where your weak spot would be so that's a key component to also look at this and from a processing standpoint to say uh not all things need to be changed necessarily but they still need to be addressed and that's one of the ways that you can go about addressing blind spots that you may have is as to find someone who counters that particular strength and or weakness based on your situation so just a final thought from that standpoint because it it does they do really come into play and that can help you um knowing that and, and and using that to kind of address the situation you might get into.
1: I agree. I agree. I like that concept. The the balance where the strength and weaknesses balance out. I like that concept. I agree. Yeah.
0: So final thoughts, Bridget, as we wrap this up.
1: Um, I thought this was great. Um I never really thought about blind spots, so we came. Up we talked about this um, topic. Um, I never thought about how it would affect your day-to-day interaction with other people. And um, I'm hoping I learned from it. I'm hoping that the audience did as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. For me, um, it was, you know, being able to just talk about the behaviors because the blind spots there. And obviously there are things in it that, for, and that's why we can't really sit here and go into what may be in your blind spot specifically because we mm-hmm. all are on a different journey we've mm-hmm. all had a different path in life to get to wherever point we are right now in this moment so whatever those experiences are childhoods etc 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 careers uh relationships marriages i mean the list goes on and on we all have a different set of experiences different baggage that has come from that and what we've chosen for whatever reasons to stash in that blind spot it's going to be unique for all of us. What we wanted to do was bring out some of the behaviors that may come from it. So then now you can start to say, well, why is it that, you know, I always go, yeah, but it's their fault. Or, you know, or I don't listen or no, I got this. I'm going to take it all on my shoulders. Is there something that you're unaware of that maybe you have packed away in that blind spot that Maybe now's a good time to start trying to to resolve that so you can move in a different way and uh, be more open, be more productive and see yourself actually grow and evolve uh, to a greater space. So my biggest takeaway for today is uh, just the awareness piece of from a behavior standpoint, tune into those things, because those are your clues that you need to look for. And if you see this repetitive pattern and then repetitive consequence associated with that, there's your clue that maybe that's something you might want to work on. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Uh, One one, uh, video I definitely recommend you go watch is talking about trust because I think a lot of these things, the root of it has to do with trust, trusting others, and also trusting and believing in yourself. So until then, Bridget, let's uh, say farewell, and we'll see everyone next time.
1: Bye.